Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning and welcome to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. I'm Father Tom Burke of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, and we're really grateful that you are with us this morning as we continue talking about all things of Catholic schools. We have such a rich tradition of Catholic education in our diocese, dating back to the first settlement in Pittsburgh, and our schools have raised up thousands of students and leaders and have influenced generations of families and communities around the region. This morning, we are heading up the uh, Allegheny River up to Route 28, and I'm really honored to have with us in studio Jennifer Konecki McNeil. She is the newly appointed president of St. Joseph High School in Natrona Heights. Jennifer, good morning, and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. Good morning, Father. I'm very excited to be here with you this morning. Talk about St. Joe's. And congratulations on your uh, new role as as president. Uh, tell our listeners a little background about yourself, because you have such a great connection, you and your family, uh, to St. Joe's High School. Sure. So I actually graduated from St. Joe's in 1989. Mm. Um, just so happens my parents uh, are both St. Joseph graduates, um, and they have a little bit of a sweetheart story. They met soon after they both graduated, so they were classes of 63 and 64. So, High school sweethearts. Yes. Right. So Thomas and Beverly Konecki. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just happens that Beverly Konecki, um, as I was a youngster, went back to school to get her degrees so that she could teach. And lo and behold, in 1979, when it was time for her to do some student teaching, St. Joseph High School was in need of a math teacher. And so she started there and never looked back. And so she has been at St. Joseph High School since 1979. And so most recently um, has been appointed director of special projects as I step into this new role that she had had held. And so she is, of course, my great mentor Mm -hmm. in this transition and has been for the last few years as I returned to St. Joe's. Absolutely. And I was uh, vocation director uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, shortly after I was ordained. And I, one of my roles was to go to all the Catholic high schools around our diocese to give vocation talks. And I did uh, meet with your mom. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful building there uh, in, in the Trona Heights. And let's talk a little bit about the geographic uh, area, because um, the upper Allegheny Valley right there it's such a great uh, tradition of, of people along the river, but it also is the border of the Diocese of Pittsburgh and the Diocese of Greensburg, because you just go across the bridge.
Bridge and you're in the two different dioceses. Tell our listeners a little bit about the uniqueness that St. Joseph High School pulls from, uh, from the Diocese of Pittsburgh, but also the Greensburg Diocese. Sure. So we actually have students from 23 distinct parishes in 23 public school districts. So we have students from all over um, that are drawn to, I think, our uh, ability to prepare them for college. We say our mission is to prepare you for college life in heaven. And I think as students are looking at that very next step, which is college, they are drawn to to us. Um, and as you mentioned, um, we are very close. The river basically divides us mm-hmm. with the Diocese of Greensburg. So we just started now to partner um, between the two dioceses. The Bishop Kulik and Bishop Zubik have met, and they are starting a new program called Building Bridges. So the idea is to make sure that parents in that AK Valley region know that there is an opportunity for Catholic education from K to 12, regardless of if they have to cross the diocese mm-hmm. boundaries. They, they don't need a passport. They can cross boundaries the bridge, exactly right. mm-hmm. so that they can ensure that their children have a k-12 through catholic experience so that program literally has just been announced over the past weekend um, the trip picked it up and That's so there's great. a nice okay. article about it right. and so but it's very new and more information soon to come but we're excited um, for just what it means i think um, with you know some closings and mergers i think people were just unsure of if i start in catholic school what's my what's my path to make sure i can finish absolutely and and knowing that because of the regionalization of both dioceses with our population obviously has changed over the years that's nice that bishop zubik and bishop kolik uh, can uh, have that and know that the the people there in the alikiski valley area have those options of the feeder schools of the elementary schools are also regional and now uh, a catholic high school like St. Joseph's, where the location is, would be a perfect um, focal point. Let's talk about the history of St. Joseph High School. 1915 is when the doors opened. It's one of the oldest uh, schools in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. It only started out with nine students. Um, Tell us a little bit about the diversity and uniqueness about uh, the history of St. Joseph's High School. Sure. And as you mentioned, we were founded in 1915. We were founded initially as a commercial school. So largely, my understanding is we were preparing lots of actually women to take clerical jobs mm. and so with with you know within a few years parents were like we need to be more than commercial we need to have a high school and so the pastor at the time said okay so they moved in the direction of actually having a four-year high school and so our roots are in natrona and so there are great memories of um, old saint joe's in natrona in the old high school building and my understanding is that there's lots of good stories that in the 1960s the building was bursting with students and the pastor would say we can't take any more and parents would still send them and so we have pictures of students on milk crates so the pastor would say I only have chairs for 60 students but the kids would come with the milk crates and say well I'm coming and so there's it's really <laughs> sitting on milk crates yes, because they're, they, they didn't have enough desks and room exactly That's and incredible. parents from the area were like you're going to St. Joe's um, and we also have like from that Natrona area Natrona has changed a lot and mm-hmm. unfortunately it's a very challenged situation right now but um, the families, we have a lot of legacy families still to this day from that area, um, the Conroys, the Timmons, like the list could go on, um, that just believe in, you know, we're at the point now where we're like on third generation of students attending St. Joe's. So see, even some of my peers now, some of my classmates from 89, their children are now freshmen at St. Joe's. So there's quite a bit of legacy, but we're also, you know, opening our doors more 
as I mentioned earlier, where we have kids from so many counties um, and public sc- public school areas. Sure, yeah. But um, there's quite a legacy. And then it was in the 1970s, early 70s, that St. Joe's moved up to Natrona Heights. Because at that point, we were moving beyond four classrooms. We were four classrooms in that old building for all those decades. And so as we moved up to Natrona Heights, we started renting classrooms from what at that time was Our Lady of Blessed Sacrament. Mm-hmm. So we finally had 11 classrooms so that the students could actually move around and change change classes and have laboratories. So there's a bit of a history as we moved up to Natrona Heights. So it started in Natrona, Natrona. and then just they moved up the hill obviously yes. they're right next door to each other but just up the hill yes and then to uh the, the blessed sacrament campus Wing, in, exactly yeah, Wing. yeah. yep okay. and then in more recent years mm-hmm. if i can add mm-hmm. our history expanded too in 2008 we added um one more building on the campus where oh. the former convent was to have um more laboratory space and then also a gym because for all those years we talked about all that history we never had our own home floor hmm. so the men from the 1960s like to talk about playing basketball <laughs> in the polish falcon and like actually wearing their winter coats because it would be so cold. So like we kind of made do with what we had, but now it's a different era. We have our own home floor. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, can you tell us a little bit about... what got you interested in education? Obviously, your mom is a, talking about the legacy families, the Konecki's are so connected there. And um, But what what got you interested in, in education? Did you follow, did you want to follow in mom's footsteps? Um, in 30 years <laughs> ago, I could never imagine returning to St. Joe's in this capacity. But um, I took off on an IT career. We mm. had one of the first Apple IIe's at St. Joe's back in the 80s. I started computer programming and I loved it. And so I went on and had a great career. But like after 25, 26 years, I was starting to be a little envious. My husband works in education and I saw like just how fulfilled he felt when students would be like, wow, you really had an impact on my life. I didn't really get that in IT. At most people would be like, thanks, you fixed my printer or thanks, you fixed my system. That's great. (laughs) So I started to think about moving in a different direction. And so I had served on the board of directors for St. Joe's for about 12 years and on the, uh, the trustees of our endowment. And I started to think about besides sharing my treasure, how can I share my talent and time? And it just so happened the pandemic started and I said, I think it's time for a change. The development director at St. Joe's moved on to another Mm. part of Pittsburgh and Mm -hmm. left. And I was like, "Um, I think I'll take that role. So it was a bit of a leap of faith for me, but I have not looked back at all. So like a second career from yes. IT into now education. Exactly. Kind of like me, I was in PR marketing because uh, I have a communications degree and then I entered the seminary when I was 25. So I took okay. a leap of faith and here we are 22 years later and uh, I'll never turn back. We just have about two minutes to go and we can carry on. Just tell us a little bit about um, the the great, the science background and uh, the 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 qualities that uh, you bring with your background with IT to your leadership as president, and then we'll continue on the second segment. Sure. Um, and so I think having like served um, in, on the board of directors and then having just watched mm. my mom for all these years, I think I brought a good skill set of already understanding kind of how the high school operates. Sure. Um, and then also just in my IT background, I was managing quite a big budget. Um, so I think I'm comfortable with like doing finances. But more than that um, is the relationships. So for all these years, having both my parents graduate from St. Joe's, the number of people we know is just incredible over like 50 years. So it really helps in building that special St. Joe's community. And as I mentioned, Father, before the program, I was just at the reunion for the class of 72, 73, and 74. And it's just amazing to just see that community still exists from those folks almost 50 years later. Wow. And 
you're you're not you're almost the same age as me because you graduated in 89 i was in 88 so these people 72 73 74 we were just little toddlers back then so and just to have that connection that they're still tied to their high school where they come from they never forget their roots or their traits and i can just imagine uh with the reunions the stories and all the wonderful memories that that these people have of st joseph's one of the highlights of that reunion was that those folks were in school at st joe's when father henny was pastor and we didn't know till that night that one of his hobbies was video recording and photographs so there were some beautiful videos shared that night that's great and and i know he was a legacy there at at the st joseph's parish well we have lots more to talk about we're going to take a break you're listening to catholic education plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. And welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, and I want to thank our sponsors for this segment, Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. And this morning, I'm really honored uh, to have the president of St. Joseph High School in Atrona Heights, Jennifer Konecki McNeil, who is with us this morning talking about uh, the wonderful uh, history of St. Joseph's High School. And Jennifer, we were talking about uh, Father Paul Henney, who was a real long-term pastor there in Natrona and Natrona Heights, very connected to uh, the high school community. Share some more stories about him, because you said he, he loved photography and videography, and uh, I just really intrigued to listen a little bit more about his history of that. Sure. So it was wonderful at that reunion that we were recently at, because um, as we all know, unfortunately, old St. Joe burned down the church in the early 1990s. But Father Henny had recorded a graduation mass like in the 70s. So honestly, it brought a lot of tears to most people because we hadn't seen the interior unless you remembered it in so long. So it was wonderful. And then he just like quietly, as he was a very quiet man, just quietly recorded our students, like even when they were on picnics um, at Freeport Park. And so there was some beautiful film coverage. And then in that early 1970s, before we left Natrona, he had the students just even hanging out um, in front of Old St. Joe's, the school, and just kind of their daily interactions. It was just beautiful film. And I never knew when I knew Father Henny that he had hobbies because he seemed like he worked all the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, he he was our pastor at the time. And so one of my best memories is that that time we had lots of Sisters of St. Joseph at St. Joseph High School, and Father was in charge of finances and everything. And so it's well known that he basically managed that high school on the back of an envelope. And so wow. his daily stop would be to get on his bicycle. I still to this day don't know how he did it, but he managed to cover that big hill, Argonne Drive, the people who are local know, is a very hard hill. And so he rode that bicycle up there. And so I would see him every day in the mornings coming in with his envelope to see, you know, what what payments came in the day before and what was going on. And so, you know, he was a man of little words, but you knew he so much cared for that high school and just the local community. There are so many good stories of all the quiet things he did, even like um, taking care of food banks and stuff that would be like in their early days. But um, he he was a role model of St. Joseph. And he rode his bike. He, he rode, rode his, his bike, bike up in, yes. from the train. Simple the bike Heights. with wow. a nice little basket in the front. Uh-huh. So I don't know if he chopped <laughs> while, while he was in Atrona Heights. But um, he served at my graduation. Did so he really? he, Yeah, wow. so he's just near and dear to my heart because he was a man of simple words. But we love to um, think about our patron and his virtues all the time. Mm. And so Father Henny, to me, was just um, this, just the living image of St. Joe's, of St. Joseph. There. 
And of course, the Sisters of St. Joseph uh, from Baden, they're very near and dear to my heart. Uh, and of course, they, they were part of St. Joseph's High School. Yes. And so um, I had I was taught by many sisters, mm. um, and one in particular that just comes to mind all the time is Sister Regina Claire Hart. Uh, she was way ahead of her time. I was recently in Baden. I go there occasionally mm. for retreat and went to the archives because I was just interested in taking on this new role just to read some of the work of my predecessors. And so Sister Regina Claire actually put together a proposal like in 1980 for a new direction for how we should train the Sisters of St. Joseph to be teachers. And it was like, at the time, it was like they shouldn't just go right out of high school and start teaching. They should have some time to think about developing the skills so that when they work with students, students get excited by the process of learning. And so I was just kind of blown away by it because some of the words she wrote, I'm now sitting around in classrooms at Notre Dame thinking about and talking about as we're thinking about maybe how we need to change how we educate our young sure. people. Yeah. So she just, she just holds a place near and dear to my heart. And small fun fact, um, Sister Regina Clara came back to help my mom when my mom was first principal of St. Joe's in the 90s. And while I was running around the country doing IT work, Sister Regina Clara actually quietly lived in my house Monday really? through Friday oh, wow. while I was out doing my work. <laughs> and then I would come take the house over on the weekend while she would head back to Baden. So not too many people knew that, but we had a great time kind of sharing a house for a while. That's kind of great. She kind of so, helped out and helped her mom out. Exactly. Exactly. And, I had, you out exactly. Yeah. and I had nice cards from her most weekends when I would return thanking me. Um, and, you know, some very kind words were said. Now, let's talk about uh, one of your famous graduates is Bishop Larry Kulik, graduate of uh, 1984. He's now the Bishop of Greensburg. So obviously, having such a, a, a popular uh, alumni uh, walk through those halls, tell us a little bit about um, other uh, graduates that walk the halls and, and, and how now with Bishop Larry being the, the Greensburg Bishop, how in the, like this um, with Bishop Zubik, the partnership with both dioceses, how that's enhancing uh, for the future of St. Joseph's High School. Sure. And just, um, you know, since our students come from both dioceses, mm-hmm. those that come from Greensburg, right, I think are inspired just, you know, by um, Bishop Kulik's um, zest for life, let's call it that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he likes to do things um, big and bold. And so he's he's a really fascinating figure. And, um, you know, we still tease him, even though he's a bishop, right? We still tease him about what he did at oh, St. Yeah. Joe's, and especially um, Mrs. Konecki, because she was his math teacher. That's so wow. uh, Bishop Kulik will always be famous for bringing back May crowning to St. Joseph High School. Ooh. So he really set that as a goal as a junior and a senior. Um, so it's fun. And then nowadays, when he does visit a occasionally St. Joe's for a big event, we test the students. So they love to, he loves to ask them, do you know what year I graduated? So like, I think <laughs> it's just him being personable with our students. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like he's a figure that cannot be spoken to. And equally, um, Bishop Zubig visited not that many years ago and sat with our students and they did some like incredible faith sharing. Wow. So he also has that ability to recognize your audience and like just like connected with our students so fast. And Bishop Zubik uh, has a connection uh, because he went to St. Veronica high school in Ambridge and was the headmaster at Quigley in Baden. So both of them, I could see why they love Catholic education and their products of education. Exactly. That must be pretty neat with Bishop Kulik because he walked those halls and he was sitting in those desks where those students are. That would be a good 
good mentorship. Too. Exactly. And I think it has inspired um, a few vocations because mm-hmm. um, I, I wouldn't want to put pressure on any of our students or, or graduates who are exploring them. But we do have young men. Um, John Ferguson from the Butler mm-hmm. area right, yeah, just mm-hmm. was just ordained to the deaconate, uh, diaconate. And so um, we have a young man in the seminary in Greensburg as well. Great. Yeah. So And we have a young woman um, contemplating in a vocation as well. So, um, yeah, I think just seeing that somebody that you, you know, that sat in your seat mm-hmm. went on and did that is very very inspiring. And Bishop Kolick loves classic cars. I know there's a yes. car cruise fundraiser for St. Joseph's. And those those are neat things that he he brings to enhance the programs and fundraising it's a, efforts. Yeah, and he's, yeah, I think he seems to the students like more, yeah. he's a real person that we can actually this approach. This kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, classic cars. <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. Let's talk about your location there in the Alikiski Valley area uh, because we talked in the first segment about the consolidation that really, that's really the only local Catholic high school in that area. So the families that uh, might be thinking about the future of their child going on to a Catholic high school, and there's so many wonderful other options of public school districts there up in the uh, Ali Kiski Valley area. Why? What makes St. Joseph so special? We have a wonderful principal who I haven't spoken about, but Kimberly mm-hmm. Minnick may be the hardest person working person I've ever met in my life. And so she is totally committed to ensuring our students have a good experience. So I did not know this until I started working closely with her. She literally schedules every student. So we really look at what you need. We have some students that come from grade schools where they've already taken algebra, geometry, so they're ready for algebra too. So she works tirelessly so that every one of our new freshman students, she individually worked on that student's schedule to make sure they are getting what they need. And so she does that for the students like straight through their four years at St. Joe's. So I think you really get that individualized attention so that you come out, um, you know, a successful student ready for college life in heaven so that we meet our mission. And very personalized too. Yes. So it's it's a small school and, you know, very family oriented. You're not just a number, not lost out in the the crowd. And to have the faculty, the staff, and the administration, and plus the families, I would think, would have uh, good connections with one another because it's, it's, it's a family too. Exactly, exactly. So when people explore St. Joe's, they often Mm. come to our shadow days, and that's usually largely through word of mouth that students are like, oh, to their friends, oh, you should come and check out St. Joe's. So if you come, you can actually um, follow a freshman for an entire day. So I would recommend anyone that might be interested, check out our website, but look for those shadow days. We're starting to sign people up now for those. Great. Well, Jennifer Konecki McNeil, the president of St. Joseph High School in Eternal Heights, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you, Father. I appreciate it. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, we are featuring the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And for the last several Sundays, we have been reading uh, in Matthew's uh, Gospel parable stories. Jesus teaches parables or stories to get a point across. And he's talking to the scribes and the Pharisees about the temple task tax, and they're trying to trick Jesus. And Jesus tells them, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. And obviously, as uh, Americans or whatever country that we are affiliated with, we have the civic obligations that we must honor by obeying the rules and paying our taxes. But we also need to repay God with our gratitude and our sacrifice. And as Catholic Christians, obviously, we are uh, grateful for all the blessings that God gives us 
us with our gifts and our talents, but we and do our civic obligations and our duties. But we also need to honor and repay God with all the, the blessings He gives us. So Jesus is trying to teach the scribes and the Pharisees, and He teaches us that to have that healthy balance to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what is God, and always never be afraid of our faith and our foundation, our family, and our friends. And thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus. We'll be back in two weeks. And I want to thank Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh for sponsoring this segment. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.